Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Matrix Breakers. I have two wonderful guests today, uh, Ben, Dr. Ben Fuchs and Kaylin Barstad. And we're going to go over some incredible questions for Ben Fuchs. And me and Kaylin have also been developing a wonderful uh, presentation, uh, mainly her, actually, but really just developing something that we believe is going to be beneficial for not just uh, really America, but even all over the world. And so we're going to try to uh, decipher through some of the information because Ben Fuchs here, who's going to introduce himself briefly, uh, is a wonderful human being full of amazing information. And so we're actually using some of his information on the presentation. So we wanted to give him an opportunity to share his thoughts on you know, the body, medicine, big pharma, uh, where he comes from, and things of that nature. I'll give Kaylin real quick, a, a quick, let her say hello, and then we'll roll over to Ben real quick. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Kaylin. I recently graduated with my undergrad uh, studying pre-medicine, and I realized in my last semester of school that my interest was really root cause preventative medicine. And so I've been fortunate enough to work with Dylan and really do a lot of self-study on nutrition and, you know, holistic healing. So through that, I've came across Ben Fuchs. I've been listening to The Bright Side. Uh, that's his podcast almost every day. I use his skincare truth uh, treatments. It's wonderful. And he's just an amazing human. So I'm really excited for this opportunity. Right on. And Ben, yeah, you're just so 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 wise and so wonderful and we want to hear a little bit about just a brief on your background and where you come from and then we'll get into some uh, great questions where i come from metaphorically not not spiritually i'm just kidding yeah i come from a place of uh empowering human beings everything i do is about empowering people i think that all of the problems that we have it seems like we have a lot of problems in the world all the problems come from us uh, are coming from a place of a lack of power. People don't trust themselves. They don't feel they're strong enough, feel they have to rely on outside forces, whether those outside forces are the government or the medical model or their jobs or whatever it is, people don't feel powerful themselves. And I think uh, that's really the root, that, that's the root of all our issues, all our uh, societal ills, if you will, is that people don't feel powerful. So my mission in life is to empower people. And as it said, knowledge is power. So I have taken it upon myself. And I feel like everybody who has a certain expertise has a responsibility uh, to share information, to share knowledge, to provide people with the weaponry, if you will, knowledge being weaponry, information being weaponry, uh, so that they can become powerful in their own lives. So they can take charge of their own health. So they can take charge of their own wealth. So they can take charge of their families. So they can take charge of their personal well-being on, on all levels. Um, you know, the word authority is kind of interesting. I love words. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an etymologist in the sense, an, entom, an etymologist in the sense that I love the meaning of words and the derivation of words. And I like to write. And so words have a special meaning to me. I, I really think like words are magical in a sense. We create with words. So I take words very seriously. And one of my favorite words is the word authority. Authority comes from the word author. You probably heard me say this before. Authority comes from the word author. An author is somebody who writes. An authority is somebody who writes for you. An authority is somebody who's writing your story. And so when we go to outside authorities, we're going to somebody else to write our story for us. How does that sound, Dylan and Kaylin? Right? That's, that's, how that's, what's, that's what's happening is we, we let allow other people to write our story for us. So 
So my mission is in life is to give people the information so they can be their own authorities, be their own health authorities. So I focus on health, but be their own authorities on all levels so that they can write their own story. Write your own story. That's my message to people. Write your own story. Be the author of your own life. Be your own authority. And the way That's I help powerful. people do that, the way I help people do that is by sharing information. I'm an information junkie. I'm a data junkie. I love information. Information is magical to me. Information, take, here's some more etymology for you, right? Information means information. It takes chaos and puts it into a form. It takes what is un, unformed and puts it into form. It takes noise and turns it into signal. So information is power, but it's not quite that simple. Information is potential power. In order for that power to become actualized, it has to be applied. So information is potential power, action, information plus action is actualized power. So you got, I provide the information, but you got you to gotta take the action. But my gift to the, to the human race is to provide people with information because I, I'm obsessed with info. I'm obsessed with data. And in the year 2021, compared to when I was uh, first uh, a, an undergraduate student in college, and then when I got out of college, when I was a pharmacist, I used to have to go to the library and pull out stacks of books and go wheel them around and Xerox them with the Xerox machine. I, you guys probably don't even remember those days. You'd have to, you'd have to uh, like uh, uh, use the Dewey Decimal System to pull books out. And it was just this crazy way of acquiring information. Now information is so available to us, there's really no excuse for not understanding the basics of, the basics of being alive. And the most fundamental basics of being alive is how our body works. And I have, just because I've studied it for so long, not because I'm special, not because I'm even really smart, just because I've studied it for so long, I've acquired a lot of valuable information I could share with people about how their bodies work. In fact, I remember maybe about 20 years ago, I've been studying the body for since the 1980s, since the early 1980s, I was an athlete, and I was a, a weightlifter, and I was really obsessed with bodybuilding and building muscles and nutrition and all of that. And so I've been studying how the body works for many years. And then one day about 20 years ago, I heard this voice and it was like, it was like the body, the mass body saying to me, you have loved the body for so long. We are going to let you tell the story of the body. And when, as soon as I heard that voice, I realized that that is my calling. That's my mission in life is to tell the story of the body because our bodies are so magnificent. There's not even words to really describe it. I, sometimes I try to describe how magnificent the body is in my talks, but it really, the words that I use pale, into, and pale in comparison to what the body really is. I mean, just a cell itself, the numbers and the vastness and the uh, complexity of what's going on right underneath our noses is beyond comprehension. You can't really understand it or comprehend it, but what you can do is be in awe of it and you can respect it and you can honor it. You have a hundred trillion cells, just to give you an example of the vastness that is in us, that we are, for, and I'm not talking about our spiritual natures, our mental and emotional natures, which are very important, but just our physical natures, just to give you a sense, you've got a hundred trillion cells. Now, how does that even, how does that even mean anything? What is a hundred trillion? How do you, you, we can't even picture what a thousand is or 2000, let alone a hundred trillion. And you've got a hundred trillion of these cells. Each cell is so small, you can't even see it. It's essentially invisible. Yet this thing that's invisible has millions of working parts inside of it. And these millions of working parts are constantly breaking down and being built up spontaneously on their own without any of our, without our participation. And within this little entity that's maybe one one hundredth the size of a head of a pin, 
that's invisible to the naked eye, not only do you have a million working parts, but you've got 100,000 chemicals being produced every second. What? 100,000 different chemicals being produced every second? And then within this little entity, you have compartments, like little rooms, compartments within this little entity, and each compartment is uh, constantly being broken down and rearranged spontaneously on its own. You have, in each one of these little cells, you have feet of DNA, six feet of DNA. There's so much DNA in a cell that if you were to take all the DNA in a typical human body and stretch it out, it would go to Saturn and back six times. Boom, 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 but in one body. I mean, the immensity, the vastness, the, the incredible hugeness of what we are is so mind-blowing and it's so overwhelming. When I first realized it, when it first dawned on me when I was taking biochemistry in pharmacy school, I had to do everything not to just fall on my knees and praise God right there in pharmacy school and in, in biochemistry class. It was so amazing. Yet we go through our lives completely oblivious to these things. You know, how do we see? How do we hear? Well, do you understand like all of our reality is based on our senses? How do our senses perceive reality? The complexity that's involved in how we see or the visual field or how we hear things or how we taste or how we touch or, or how we smell is so unbelievably complicated, yet we go about our business and, and you know live our lives completely oblivious to all of the miracles that are occurring underneath our, right literally underneath our noses. So my mission in life is not only to share information with people so that they can understand how to uh, optimize their living, how they can maximize the way they live in life and maximize the performance of their bodies, but even more so, to have people be in awe and just to be blown away by what we are from a physical standpoint. That's not even talking about our mental and emotional spiritual natures, which are exponentially more, uh, more awesome and uh, awe-inspiring. Just the physical nature itself is deserving of the kind of respect that hardly anybody gives it. And that's my mission in life, is to share information so that people can optimize their life and so that they can be in awe of what they are. Wow. That's a powerful introduction. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think one incredible story that you always tell is, is just how you were involved in pharmacy, you know, and uh, one of the questions I like to ask for people up, up front is kind of what was your red pill moment? What was the moment that changed your life yeah, forever? And you're like, okay, let me, see, let me see about that. Yeah, I thought about that. I grew up in the 70s, the 1970s. Sometimes I wonder what you guys think of the 1970s. That must be like, ancient history to you. But when, when I grew up in the 1970s, there was this little thing called Watergate. Have you ever heard of Watergate? Oh, Watergate, yeah. Watergate sense. was the first, my first wake-up call that you couldn't trust the government, that you couldn't trust authorities, that they would lie to you, that people in charge would lie. And I also had a kind of traumatic childhood where I was betrayed by the adults in my life. So I was always skeptical of authorities. And I also grew up in the 70s where it was in vogue to be question authority. That was actually a slogan of the 70s was to question authority. So between my, my dysfunctional childhood, between the time, the milieu of the 1970s, which was a question authority milieu, and between Watergate and the government, I left, I, I, I got out of high school being very skeptical of the powers that be. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't falling for the kind of memes, the, the political memes and the patriotism memes and the nationalism memes that most people were falling for. So I was already kind of questioning things, think, think, thinking things weren't exactly the way they should be. I graduated, actually got a journalism degree and I started to write and I worked in radio for a little bit. I was very unsatisfied and I always liked chemistry and I always liked biology and biochemistry. And I always liked drugs on top of that. I was, uh, you know, growing up in the 1970s. 
So I heard the pharmacists, oh, yeah. I heard the pharmacists make a lot of money, you know? So I said, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to start. And I also, in, in my undergrad days in journalism school, I took a course called psychopharmacology, which is the study of how drugs affect the mind. And so I graduated, after I graduated journalism school and got, had various odd jobs and worked in radio stations and such. Um, I said, you know what? I wasn't making any money and it was, it was really hard to work. And I heard pharmacists make a lot of money. I said, I would go, I would want to go to pharmacy school, but when I went to pharmacy school, my mission was to, not to study drugs, but was to study food as drugs, to study the medicinal properties of foods. I was always very intrigued by the idea that you could eat foods and change your body. As I said, I was an athlete and I was, I was paying attention to what I was eating. I was paying attention to nutrition. So I went to pharmacy school and from the very beginning, the very first day of pharmacy school, it dawned on me that I had made a really big mistake because we weren't studying food as medicine. We weren't even studying really drugs. We were studying the side effects of drugs. We were studying the toxicity of drugs. We were studying how you mitigate toxicity in, formula, in, in creating pharmaceuticals and in dispensing pharmaceuticals. So much of the time that, we were, we were, uh, that I was in pharmacy school was the study of side effects and toxicity. And yes, we studied how they worked, of course, and we studied you know, the mechanisms of action, but a lot of the time was spent on, uh, on toxicity, mitigating toxicity, and how you convince patients to take drugs, because as it turns out, patients don't really like to take their medicines. So there was a lot of political stuff going on, and there was a lot of stuff going on about toxicity and side effects, and I just, it just bothered me that I, was, I wanted to help people. I didn't want to poison people, and here I am learning about the poisonous nature of drugs, and then we, took, uh, we started studying uh, nutrition, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and essential fatty acids and essential amino acids, but we didn't study these nutrients like a uh, dietitian would study them or like a nutritionist would study them. We studied them like a pharmacist would study them. In other words, we studied the medicinal healing therapeutic properties of these substances. We studied the healing properties of vitamin A. We studied how vitamin A could be used to treat night blindness. We studied how essential fatty acids could be used to treat eczema. We studied uh, how disease, uh, uh, nutritional deficiencies could relate to diseases. We studied how vitamin C deficiencies could cause heart disease. We studied how vitamin D deficiencies could, could cause bone disease and osteoporosis. So on the one hand, I'm learning about the toxicity of drugs. I'm really being, it's bothering me that I'm, I want to help people and here I am poisoning people. And then on the other hand, I'm learning about the medicinal and therapeutic value of nutrition. And I'm already skewing towards nutrition because I'm an athlete and I'm using nutritional supplements and I'm and this is, by the way, this is the 1980s when people were not really using nutritional supplements. And so I just, it, that was my aha moment. I just said, you know what? I am going to dedicate my pharmacy career, not to drugs, but to using nutrition as medicine. And that's exactly what I did. When I graduated pharmacy school, I started to, uh, my first, I, I never worked in a pharmacy. Pharmacists have to get internship hours in drugstores. I didn't get internship hours in drugstores. I worked for uh, the guy who invented Blistex was one of my professors at, at the University of Colorado. And I worked in the Blistex lab and I studied skincare. I studied uh, cosmetic chemistry, studied how you create skincare products. And I uh, graduated pharmacy school with zero background in working in a pharmacy. And uh, all of a sudden, I realized that all of, these tox all of these toxic substances and all these poisonous substances and all these substances with side effects, I was the guy dispensing them. I was the guy giving them to the little kids. I was the guy giving them to the old ladies. And it turns out that those are the two biggest demographic groups when it comes to uh, uh, dispensing prescriptions. Most prescriptions are dispensed to the very young and to the very old. There were literally people who would, uh, elderly people who would come in with a bag, a plastic bag with 14 or 15 bottles of pills in it and they'd throw it on the counter. And I would have to go fill literally 14 or 15 bottles of pills 
for this one person who's on that much medication. And so one day I just said, you know what? I'm going to start to suggest to people if they start using nutrition and with their, with their meds. So people come in for their beta blocker, their calcium channel blocker. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to try a little magnesium that acts like a calcium channel blocker and may help you with your blood pressure. They come in for their antibiotic and I'd suggest probiotics because I knew that antibiotics would kill the gut bacteria. They would come in for uh, heart problems. They were on linoxin or digoxins as it's uh, generically called. And I would say, hey, we may take some vitamin C with that heart medication. And I started suggesting to people that they use nutritional supplements with their medication. And keep in mind, this is um, unheard of. This is 1986 and nobody had a, any idea about the power of nutrition. There weren't health food stores everywhere and there weren't supplements on Amazon that you could buy. And it was just kind of a bizarre idea. Not only was it a bizarre idea that you could use supplements to, for your health, but it was even more bizarre that the pharmacist, who's the drug pusher, was actually giving, suggesting these things. But lo and behold, people would notice that their symptoms would improve and improve in a dramatic fashion, much more dramatic than their drugs were improving. And they were starting to lower their dose on their medication. And I started to get cocky and people would come in for their prescription, their beta blocker, calcium channel blocker. And rather than saying, maybe you want some magnesium in, uh, with your calcium channel blocker, I say, maybe you want some magnesium instead of your calcium channel blocker. Or they come in for their antibiotic and I say, maybe you want some probiotics instead of your antibiotic or some zinc instead of your acne medication. And obviously that's not, that wasn't very cool. And Kmart Pharmacy wasn't, you know, exactly thrilled with pharmacist Ben. And one day, you know, I got the, I got the call or the security guy comes back in the pharmacy and as uh, you know, that's never a good thing when the security guy comes back in the pharmacy with my district manager, Ben, come on in the back. You probably heard me tell a story, but it's really funny. He goes, uh, I sit in the back with the guy's name's Ken Osier, my district manager and the security guy, Mr. Burns is sitting next to him. And, and Ken says, Ken Osier goes, Ben, you're just not cut out to be Kmart material. And I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard, but I didn't laugh at the time, but he, he, didn't, he didn't even see the irony of it. And sure enough, I got fired. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got, I started bouncing around. I started a little pharmacy agency and eventually I just got the idea. Why am I doing this for other companies? I'm just going to start my own darn pharmacy. I knew how to do skincare products. I had been making skincare products in the pharmacy. And I started a skincare pharmacy that just specialized in nutrition. And keep in mind, this is 1990, 1990. And this is a very weird thing. But just the same thing that happened at Kmart and at Albertsons when I was working there, uh, people got better and I didn't have to use drugs. They lost weight, their blood pressure would drop, their skin would improve, mostly it was skin because I had a skincare pharmacy and I knew how to treat the skin. And I, after doing this for a little bit, I said, you know what, I gotta start talking to people about this. I can start telling people about the power of nutrition and how amazing this, uh, this concept of using nutritional supplements is for treating health, for treating disease and using food strategies and digestive strategies, I started doing talks. First I did a, in my lab, I have two or three people sitting around a table, we did talks, they got bigger and they got bigger. I met Dr. Wallach, he gave me a forum on, uh, on dead doctors don't lie. And pretty soon, you know, I had a following and, and now 20, this is, you know, 30 years later, 30, 38 years later. So whatever it is, say, what are we talking here? 20, uh, 29 years later, since I started doing it, um, now people know about nutrition. Now people have heard about these ideas. Now people have heard the concepts, but now that they're, they're at the point, even though they've heard about it and they know that there's this possibility of using non-toxic strategies to take care of blood pressure and heart disease and skin problems, et cetera, they don't know the ins and outs of it. They don't know the specifics of it yet. Yes, they've heard of it. 
It's not, they're not oblivious to the concept. Even the medical professionals are not oblivious to the concept, but it's still not being leveraged as powerfully as it could be. And so now what I do, instead of just introducing the concept of using nutrition to help heal the body is I give specifics. That's what I do on the bright side. And that's what I do with Dr. Wallach and longevity. That's what I do with you guys. But it, I always have to say this and it's really important. And by the way, uh, quick digression. I'm not a doctor, I'm a pharmacist. And I want to be clear about that in the sense that it's not really, I, I didn't study, I didn't go to school long enough to become a doctor. So I'm not a doctor, I'm a pharmacist. I want to be very clear about that. So uh, what I do today is I help people understand the specifics, the ins and outs of using nutrition, but it's much more than nutrition. And it's much more than physical strategies. I alluded to this before, but it's really important for people to recognize that if you're not as healthy as you want to be, you're not healthy on multiple levels. It's rare that somebody is just deficient in one vitamin or one nutrient and they're sick because of that. That can happen. If you're completely deficient in vitamin C, you're going to have a problem. Completely deficient in C and vitamin D, you're going to have a problem. Or vitamin A, you're going to have a problem. But most people are getting the basics. They don't have as much as they need, but they don't have the basics. What you really have to do if you want to be optimally healthy is you've got to be optimally healthy on all levels. And the levels of health I call SMEP, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. And they're all important. Yes, nutrition is vital. Yes, diet is vital. Yes, exercise is important. Yes, rest is important. And yes, oxygenation or respiration is important too. But you also have to be emotionally correct. You've got to have love in your heart. You've got to have forgiveness. You can't be resentful. You can't be angry. You've got to be thinking correct thoughts. You've got to be thinking positive thoughts. You've got to be thinking whole thoughts. You've got to be thinking thoughts of, of goodwill. You've got to be thinking thoughts of forgiveness. You've got to be thinking thoughts that are positive as opposed to negative thoughts, as opposed to breakdown thoughts. And this is all based in biology in the sense that when we think crappy thoughts and we think crappy or we have crappy feelings, we secrete crappy hormones. We secrete crappy chemicals and crappy biochemicals create a crappy body. So it's not airy-fairy. There's some biochemical correlates that are associated with this seemingly abstract idea of thoughts and emotions. Nonetheless, most people don't recognize the connection between how they feel and how they think and how their body shows up. And then finally, you have to be spiritually connected. And I don't mean this to be in any religious sense. It has nothing to do with proselytizing or having a particular flavor of religion, but you have to feel connected to the universe. You have to feel one with all that is, because first of all, we are connected to the universe. There's no disconnection really. I mean, even as we're talking right now, it seems like I'm over here and you're over there, but really I'm not, I'm in your head and you're in my head and it's all connected. We're all enmeshed in one big thing here. Every time you breathe out, I breathe in. So there's no real disconnection. It's kind of an illusion that we're disconnected. So understanding our spiritual connection with everything that is, is just living in reality. It's living in what's true. But even more than that, when we feel disconnected from the universe, we go into fear mode. Fear, you know, there's all these different fears. There's like fear of uh, heights, fear of crowds, fear of uh, peanut butter getting stuck on the roof of your mouth, fear of clowns, there's fear of crowds, there's fear of everything, there's like all these fear of snakes, fear of spiders, there's all these different fears, but all fears have one thing in common. They all represent fear of the unknown. That's really what we're really afraid of, is the unknown. And the reason something is unknown is because we consider it to be other than us. We divide the world into us and them. And that is the original spiritual mistake that we make, that we are isolated from all that is. And the sense of isolation from all that is can only result and ultimately result in fear. 
When we go into fear, this fear mode, our cortisol goes up, our immune system goes down, our body doesn't grow and repair and heal as well as it should. We deteriorate, we can't sleep, the blood flows from the front of your brain to the back of your brain, you can't digest your food, you, you, uh, you end up with constipation, your thyroid becomes suppressed. All the things that we hate, from, uh, hate about life are the end result of this activation of this fear mode that is the end result itself of a sense of disconnection which ultimately leads to crappy thoughts and crappy feelings and can't help but show up in the body. So the point is, if you want to be optimally healthy, you got to be healthy on all levels. And while I talk about biochemistry and nutrition and dietary strategies, I really want everybody to recognize that you have to be healthy spiritually by understanding your connection to all that is, that you're not marooned on an island of separation, that you're connected to everything. You have to understand the mental nature. You have to be, uh, think positive thoughts think creative thoughts, think confident thoughts. You have to feel positive feelings, forgiveness, love, connection, bonding, and you have to be physically correct as well. Spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and all the dimensions are important. With that being said, what is the significance of regulating the nervous system activity and how can we effectively do so? Well, you can hack into it by actually doing things like um, a slow, deep breathing is one of the best ways. In fact, that's probably the quickest way. Muscle relaxation is another way that you can do it. Uh, physical touch, being either touching yourself or having others uh, touch you physically. These are all ways to hack in to this. Uh, real, it's actually part of the nervous system called the relaxation nervous system. A quick digression here, the, the nervous system, which is this part of our body that interprets the outside world and turns it into the inside world. That's the job of the nervous system is to interpret the outside world uh, uh, and convert it into the inside world. And sometimes, by the way, that outside world is actually inside the body. So sometimes the nervous system is actually reading what's going on inside the body. Nonetheless, outside of the nervous system, whether it's inside the body or outside the body, signals are coming in and those signals get converted into biochemistry, into the body. However, those signals are being channeled into two uh, branches, one of two branches. They're either being challenged into a branch that says your survival is at stake, there's an emergency, there's a lion outside, your, your life is being threatened, or they're channeled into a, a branch that says everything is right in the world, that everything is perfect, that life is good, that you can expend resources on growing and on repairing, that you don't have to run, that you can sleep. And so these two branches are called the sympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic branch, and the parasympathetic branch. Now, Oh, there's a lot of people these days that are understand these now, understand this now, and they're talking about hacking into the parasympathetic nervous system. And you can hack into the parasympathetic nervous system by muscle relaxation, as I said, and by slow, deep breathing. In fact, those are two of the best ways to hack into the parasympathetic nervous system. Progressive muscle relaxation, starting with the top of your head and going to the tip of your toes or the bottom of your feet, and then uh, also slow, deep rhythmic breathing. Those are ways to hack into the nervous system. But you don't have to hack into the nervous system if you really do feel safe if you really do feel connected. And that's where SMEP comes in. So to answer your question, you can hack into that nervous system. You can hack into the parasympathetic rest and it's called the rest and digest nervous system by doing things like slow, deep breathing or muscle relaxation. Also immersion in warm water also will have an effect. In fact, one of the simplest ways to activate the parasympathetic nervous system is something that you will automatically do if you really get into a pinch. If you are really threatened and you don't know what else to do, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna go into a fetal position, just like that. And a fetal position tells the body that it's back in the womb and it immediately activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And we'll do it automatically. 
I don't know if you've ever had a horrible thing happen to you, a tragic thing happen to you, but have you ever experienced where you just want to curl up into a ball? That's your body's wisdom telling you to go into a fetal position. Warm water does the same thing. Warm water tells the body it's back in the womb. That's why people love hot baths, especially women love baths. Right? You know, men don't do it as much, but women, when they have a bad mood, Caitlin, maybe you can relate to this. When you're in a bad mood, you had a bad day, you're not feeling as well as you should, you're depressed or whatever, what do you do? You go into the bath, right? You take a bath because and you don't, you're not doing this intentionally, but what you're really doing is you're telling your body it's back, it's safe again. It's back in the womb. So these are ways that you can hack into that parasympathetic nervous system functioning, but why hack into it? Just figure out a way to really feel safe. Just figure out a way to really feel love and bonding. Just figure out a way to really connect with the universe or God or spirit. And that's what it really means to be saved. You probably heard of in Christian theology, they talk about being saved, right? They say, Jesus saves. No, it's not about being saved. It's about being safe. It's different. The etymology is, has been corrupted a little bit. It's not about being saved. It's about being safe, activating the safety mode, the safety nervous system the parasympathetic nervous system. In fact, you can even think of, the, and I probably have told, you probably heard me say this before, but you can even think of the parasympathetic nervous system as representing the Christ force, the force of connection, the force of wholeness, the force of holiness, whole, holy, health. They all come from the same place, same root. Uh, and you can think of the parasympathetic nervous system as representing that. And you can think of the sympathetic nervous system as representing the adversary. It's been said it's the, the sympathetic nervous system is the fear nervous system. And we know fear is an acronym that stands for false evidence appearing real. Fear is the lie. So if Jesus or the Christ force is the parasympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system is the liar, the adversary, who is the father of lies, Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him. And so the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system have a spiritual nature to them as much as they have a physical nature to them in the sense that when you're safe, you're saved. And when you're in fear, you're living with the adversary. You're living with the father of lies. You're living in the lie. So all of this is, is connected. And as to get back to your question, you can hack into the, the parasympathetic nervous system through breathing and warm water and going to fetal position and muscle relaxation, but you don't even have to hack into it if you really do feel safe, if you do really do feel safe, if you really do understand that the universe has your back and that there's nothing really that can go wrong with ultimately everything is okay and ultimately you're in good hands and you reflect that mentally and you reflect that emotionally, you won't have to do any hacking. It'll automatically happen. But nonetheless, if you want to hack into the system, those are mechanisms, those are strategies that you can use to do that. You've kind of addressed how, you know, toxic negative thoughts, thoughts affect our um, how our body feels, but what about environmental toxins and how that affects our health and how do we minimize planet. our toxic yeah. burden? You know, we live on a toxic planet. What we've done to planet earth is so horrific and so ugly and so mean spirited that we're all paying the price for it. And there's nothing you can do about it. You're look, I'm drinking the water, you know, and there's nothing you can do. You eat an apple and it may be organic, but the water that they use to water, it has fluoride and chlorine and pesticides in it. So you're breathing the air. You, what are you going to do? There's glyphosate in the air. You know, there's, there's fluoride in the air and there's particulates in the air. What are you going to do? We live on a toxic planet. So what you want to do is you want to control where you can control. Locus of control. So yes, you have to breathe the air and drink the water, but you don't have to eat McDonald's and you don't have to eat Pringles. You know, and you don't even have to eat a lot of food. One of the hardest things we do is to eat food. The less you eat, the, the longer you live. You can 
for kids. Once you reach a certain age, you don't need to eat anywhere near as much. So control what you can control. However, accept the fact that we have, we're, you know, we're not separated from humanity. We are part of humanity. And if the masses of humanity have decided it's okay to spew carbon monoxide out in the air and create, you know, 5G EMF energy floating around and uh, uh, put toxic waste into the ocean and into the waterways, we're part of it. And in fact, you know, I'm on the computer with you now and who knows what kind of pollution, EMF pollution is being uh, exuded or what kind of materials are in the computer that had to be mined oh, wow. in Africa, you know, in order to, to drive, to make my hard drive work. And we're all doing it and there's no way to get around that toxicity. But Okay, Ben, so my question for you is, would pharmaceuticals be considered as something that's in within our locus of control to avoid, you know, that sort of toxicity? Yes, absolutely. There's no time to take a drug unless you have pain and praise God for pain pills. I'm a big believer in pain pills. I've used them myself. Not obviously they can be abused and, and like all drugs, you're going to have some problems there. There's, there's a, a price to be paid, but if you have severe pain and I've had some serious accidents where the only words that could come out of my mouth were morphine, give me morphine, just like that, you know? So I remember being wheeled out. I don't know if you guys ever experienced what knee surgery is like or when you tear your knee up, but you know, when that happens, vitamin C isn't going to cut it, you know, or vitamin E is not going to cut it. You take all the essential fatty acids you want, but that's not going to cut it. So there are times when you want to take drugs and most importantly, um, pain pills and also antibiotics. But we know there's a dark side to both of those. People get addicted to pain pills. They wreak havoc on the digestive system. Antibiotic resistance is a real thing. And now there's antibiotics that don't even work because of antibiotic resistance. So even then there's a dark side. However, with things like the vast majority of prescription drugs that we take, the, heart, the blood pressure medications that we take and the anti-seizure medications that we take and the, and, and the uh, cardiovascular drugs that we take, while they may keep you in the game short term, in the long term, they're gonna shorten your life. And if you're on a chronic, if you're on a drug chronically, if you're taking a prescription drug that you have to take every day, your number one goal should be to figure out how to wean yourself off of that drug. While drugs may keep you in the game, and you know, sometimes that's necessary if you've, been, if you've been mucking up the works for decades, and many people have, drugs may keep you in the game, but your goal should be to figure out how can you wean yourself off your drugs. And by the way, if you're working with a physician and he's prescribing a drug for you, you owe it to that physician to let him know what you're doing. You know, you don't, if, if you've taken the time to go to a physician and he's treating you, you have a de facto contract with him. And that de facto contract says that you're gonna let him take care of you and you don't want to mess, it's not up to me or anybody else to interfere with that. And you don't want to do something without letting your physician know. That being said, it's you, not only your right, it's your imperative to wean yourself off of a prescription drug. And you got to do that by stopping doing the things that you did that forced you to be on that prescription drug. And 80% of our health challenges in this country are based on lifestyle choices that we make. I don't know if you guys heard about this In-N-Out Burger place that just opened up here. Have you been reading about the In-N-Out Burgers? The one, one in Lakewood and there's one in, in uh, Aurora, I think, somewhere in Denver that opened uh -huh. up. There are so many people waiting in line for their In-N-Out Burgers that they have to have the police there to keep people from fighting it from, to get it in front of the line for their In-N-Out Burgers. Yet everybody wants to be vaccinated. Everybody's freaking out about the Delta variant and the, the COVID vaccine and the, and the COVID virus. You know, but nobody wants to stop eating the hamburgers and the lines of Chick-fil-A are just as long as they ever were. So, you know, 
these are the kinds of things that we have to look at. It's how we live our lives. It's not the diseases, it's not the diabetes, and it's not the, and it's not the, uh, the heart disease, and it's not the cancer. It's how we live our lives that we want to be controlling. And that's what you're not hearing from the power structure. That's, not what you're, that's what you're not hearing from the authorities, the health authorities. You're hearing about how, how you can use them or how they can interfere with what's your lifestyle and your decisions so that you can be better. And that's why you hear people talking on the news about, oh, you have to get vaccinated because if you don't, you're gonna get this disease and nobody's saying you have to stop eating the hamburgers. Nobody's saying that you have to go out and exercise. Nobody's saying that you have to breathe air and nobody's saying that you have to leverage the power of the sun and sunshine. They're saying that you have to have a medical intervention. And you hear on the news, you hear it everywhere, you know, through all the, through the media, through on the internet and the newspapers and magazines and celebrities and on social media. You're hearing that you need med medical interventions when ultimately all of the things that we're doing that cause us the vast majority of our health distress are in our control. And as far as prescription drugs go, make no mistake about it. When you take a prescription drug, your body treats it like a poison, not metaphorically, literally. And your poison control center, which praise God, we all have a poison control center in the liver, kicks into gear and dismantles that drug so effectively that the dose you take, the prescription, the, the dose that the doctor gives you and that the drug company tells the doctor to give you has to be higher than the dose that you need to account for the fact that your liver is going to clear that drug out. They call it first pass effect. And this first pass effect is so significant that they have to give you extra poison to account for the liver's remarkable ability to detoxify that drug. So if you're on a prescription drug, your number one goal should be to figure out how to get yourself off of it. While you're taking the prescription drug, you can use nutritional supplementation to help mitigate some of the toxicity and the side effects associated with that drug and to improve your body's ability to purify itself from that drug, to detoxify that drug. And everybody who's taking a prescription drug should be taking extra doses, extra high doses of vitamin C, for example, and vitamin E, and coenzyme Q10, and the B complex, and magnesium, and copper, and all of these nutrients that are manganese, all these nutrients that are critical for helping the body deal with that drug. And you can do a lot of good, not only in terms of protecting yourself from the drug, but in terms of reducing the dose of the drug so that the drug works more effectively. Sometimes people will say to me, oh, I'm on all this medicine. Can I take my nutritional supplements? No, not can you take, you must take. <laughs> yeah, if you're on a prescription drug, you must take, uh, take supplements to help mitigate the toxicity and even perhaps allow you to reduce your dose of the, to of the toxin in the first place. Wait, wait, I want to butt in there. Um, so I have, I talk about longevity supplements, the 90 essential nutrients and Dr. Wallet quite a bit, especially on the podcast. So for those listening who are kind of new relatively, or they've even been involved in longevity for a while, my question for you as a pharmacist and somebody who loves biochemistry, how would you say the 90 essential nutrients, but I know all nutrition works differently in the body. And we do know that there's other aspects to health besides just nutrition, but how do the 90 essential nutrients work biochemically in the body? What, what exactly is happening when you take nutrition like that? The 90 essential nutrients are micronutrients as opposed to macronutrients. Your macronutrients are your protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Your micronutrients are your vitamins, your minerals, your uh, fatty essential fatty acids, 
I should say these are the essential micronutrients, meaning the micronutrients you have to have or else you die. Essential micronutrients are uh, the essential vitamins, essential minerals, technically elements. They're not really minerals, they're elements. Uh, essential fatty acids and essential amino acids. There's about 90 of them, okay? These essential nutrients channel electrical energy. The macronutrients, the proteins, fats, and carbohydrates are storehouses of electrical energy. And the combination of the micronutrients and the macronutrients, the storehouses of electrical energy, plus the channel or channelers of electrical energy work together to make sure electricity is channeled through the body effectively. So if you just have the, the, the raw materials, the sources of electrical energy, the protein, fats, and the carbohydrates, and you don't have the micronutrients which channel and direct all of that electrical energy, you're just going to have a mass of electrical energy. Body doesn't like a mass of electrical energy, doesn't know what to do with it. And what it'll end up doing is it'll, be, it'll stash it. It'll store it away for a rainy day. That's what's called body fat. And excess fat, excess carbohydrates, and excess protein end up as body fat. And when they're not, eventually when they're not, the body can't store them in fat any longer, it starts to, its fat storage chemistry starts to break down. Eventually they'll just wreak havoc. And this is where disease comes from. The micronutrients, when they're added to the macronutrients, facilitate the movement of all that electrical energy into the chemical reactions. And this is why when you start using the Mighty 90 Essential Nutrients, you don't need as much macronutrients because now the macronutrients you have are being channeled more effectively into the right chemical reactions. And this is why uh, people notice that they don't need to eat as much when they start on the Mighty 90 Essential Nutrients because now they have, they're, they're able to handle all that electrical energy with more facility. They don't need to have as, as much quantity of electrical energy because they're using it more effectively. Does that make sense? You follow what I'm saying? That's a, that's a very important distinction and a very interesting, a very uh, enlightening way to look at the relevance of micronutrition. We have created a food supply today that doesn't have the micronutrients. It has the macronutrients. And we're all getting lots of macronutrients. We're all getting plenty of carbohydrates and plenty of fat and even plenty of protein, but we're not getting enough of the micronutrients. And consequently, we get all of this energy inputted into the body and the body can't use it. And so what ends up happening is not only does that all that energy get stashed or ultimately it wreaks havoc on the body, but because it's not being used to build collagen, to build muscle, to support the immune system, to create neural connections, to do all the things that the body has to do, we end up eating more because the body doesn't know that it's missing micronutrients because for eons, every time the body got macronutrients, it got micronutrients with it. It's only been the last hundred, couple hundred years that we figured out how to separate the micronutrients from the macronutrients. The body hasn't adjusted to that. So every time the body, you feel like you're hungry, the body's saying, get me some food. It's, it doesn't want the calories. It wants the micronutrients. And it doesn't realize this poor body of ours, it's been around for a million years or so, depending on who you talk to. Certainly this human form has been around for a few hundred thousand years. It's used to getting calories and micronutrients together. It's only been 200 years that the calories and the micronutrients have been suppressed. So we're all on this hunt for micronutrients. And because all that's available to us is calories, we end up way overeating, eating way more than we need to. Whereas if we take the micronutrients, we won't need anywhere near as much of the macronutrients. Yeah, that's, that's just incredible and a great way and a great perspective to look at. Um, and in specific, the 90 essential nutrients that comes from longevity it's synergistic, right? Like the vitamins yeah. and the minerals, they actually, not just they, that the 
micro works with the macronutrients. The, the micronutrients have to be synergistic and yes. they work together as well. And if you can explain, like, you can't just yeah, like nitpick and pick a few. You, like, you, you, like baseball? you ball baseball at all? You know baseball? You got to yeah. have a shortstop. You got to have a third baseman. You got to have a second baseman. You got to have a pitcher, first baseman, left field, right field, center field, catcher. You got to have them all. If you have a great baseball team, but you don't have a catcher, you're not going to win a lot of games. If you yeah. have the best base, the 1927 Yankees, whatever, the best team that ever was, and they're missing a first baseman, they're not going to win a lot of games. You need them all. They all work together. Nutrients are a team. Sometimes people ask me, oh, I can only take one or two vitamins. What do I take? That's crazy. You know, if you have, if you have a symphony, but you're missing, you know, the, the percussion or you're missing the, the, the horns, you're missing the, uh, the, ch- the strings, you don't have a symphony. You got to have a whole, all of them. They all have to work together. And that's one of the really cool things about the longevity supplements is they provide you with a well-rounded and a well-balanced uh, nutritional supplement schematic schema. Now, that being said, food, ideally, in ideal circumstances, food is the best place to get your nutrients. Unfortunately, that's fantasy land. We don't live in fantasy land. In a perfect world, you eat the apple, it's got everything you need. You you shoot the, the deer or the, the elk and you eat the, the meat, the venison, and you got everything you need. We don't live in a perfect world. With the food, the soil is missing the nutrients. The food doesn't have, uh, the, the produce that grows from the soil consequently doesn't have what it needs. So when you eat an apple, you're eating an apple that had a fraction of the amount of nutrients that it had a thousand years ago or you know, 5,000 or 10,000 years ago. And it's got a way more calories and way more sugar and way more energy. We've created a food supply that is very energy dense because human beings have evolved to go for energy. Human beings are predisposed to select foods that are higher energy because for for thousands and thousands of years, for millennia, for most of our existence as human beings, there wasn't a lot of energy. So we are, are the descendants of ancestors who survived by hunting out energy, by, by finding foods that were dense in energy. Now that drive for energy is being taken advantage of by a marketplace that wants to sell us apples and wants to sell us uh, foods, wants to sell us foods basically. So we've created an entire food supply that is super, super, super high energy. And most of the foods that we subsist on are super high energy foods, snack foods, fast foods. Uh, most of, even if you're eating fruits, fruits are super high energy too. A crab apple back on the African savanna was this big. An apple today is like, you know, this big. <laughs> You know, um, there were no watermelons on the African savanna. You're, you're lucky if you found a little, a little, you know, tiny piece of apple or a berry or something. You know, today our food supply is so corrupted that it's really impossible not to supplement and be healthy. It, I, I can't, you know, it, it's almost impossible. I, I don't even know how it can be done. I suppose it can be done if you're really, really careful about what you're eating and you live in some kind of, in the forest and some kind of pristine environment but for most of us it's not really feasible to try to get everything you need from food that being said food is the ideally that would be the best place to get your nutrients a, uh, a distant second is food with supplementation and unfortunately that's the situation we have today you have to supplement it's your insurance policy that assures that you're going to get all the nutrients that you need and the reason i like longevity so much and i've been involved with longevity for since 1997 so like 24 years is because they provide access to powerful supplements that are cleanly produced, that are well-balanced. And on top of that, they have a, a, an education setup and an information uh, disp- dispensation setup that allows people to learn 
about nutrition. It allows people to learn about supplementation. And not only that, if I may say, it not only provides people an opportunity to learn about supplements, but it provides people an opportunity to teach others about nutrition, to teach others about supplementation, and bonus at the same time to even make a living doing it. You know, you can actually make a living, and some people are making a pretty comfortable living by sharing this information, by sharing uh, ideas about how you can have a good life using nutritional supplementation, by sharing with other people about what Beyond Tangy Tangerine and the ultimate EFAs and the zinc FX and the, the ultimate selenium and all of the other incredible uh, longevity products can do to improve people's lives. So I love longevity because of the, the products, of course, and how easy they are to use and how effective and how powerful and how clean they are, but also because it's a business that really allows people the opportunity, affords people the opportunity to teach others and to help others and to really create a, a world, to create a community where we, where we can all partake in nutritional supplementation and ultimately in the benefits of being fully alive and fully healthy. So we know that supplements, you know, not everybody in a perfect world, everybody would be supplementing. Um, however, some people cannot afford supplementation. What does nature have to offer that is free and healing to the body? Less food. The less you eat, the longer you live. Air, oxygen, and uh, inhaling oxygen, blowing off carbon dioxide. Movement, moving, the, uh, moving the, the muscles and moving the lymphatic system. Between movement, rest, uh, quality, uh, less food, if you will, more concentrated, nutritionally dense food, and leveraging the mental and emotional and spiritual strategies, you can have a really effective life and spend not a lot of money doing it. In fact, eating less food You'll, you'll not only you won't be spending money, you'll actually be saving and ultimately making money just by eating less food. I like to refer to humans as being divinely designed with innate intelligence. Yes. What does that mean to you? That means that our body, we don't have to think about how, how to run our liver. We don't have to think about how to digest our food. We don't think about how, we don't have to think about how to repair a cut to repair a wound. We don't think about having to, how to grow our hair or our nails. We don't have to think about any of it. How the heck does that even happen? How the heck does your liver know how to detoxify a substance? How does your intestine know how to absorb or, or uh, break down a food that you ate? How, does your, uh, uh, how do your eyes know how to process light? How do your eye cells know how to process light? I mean, there's so much happening in your body. You don't, do you do any of that? Do you even know how to do that? What if I said to you, just for this next five minutes, you have to run your liver? What would you do? You have to think about how you, your liver works. You know, your liver's performing 500 different, different bodily processes every second. How, what? How do you, you can't do any of that. Let it rest and just praise God. Let it be and just praise the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, and let it do its work and don't interfere with it. Acknowledge it. Be in awe of it. Be thankful and be grateful. And you want to talk about something, an, an effective health strategy that will activate the parasympathetic nervous system? without costing you any money, and that will increase your longevity and improve your quality of life and support your immune system, be grateful. Grateful, gratitude comes from the word grace. Find grace, find gratitude. Gratitude activates the parasympathetic nervous system. Why do you think people say grace before they eat? When you say grace before you eat, you activate the rest and digest nervous system. When you say grace and you feel grateful, you digest your food more effectively. How many times we were, the human being is wired not to notice the good stuff, but to notice the bad stuff because that's what threatens our survival. 
The good stuff doesn't threaten your survival. The bad stuff does. So we notice the bad stuff. But even the sickest person dying of cancer on his, on his deathbed has so many things going right, let alone the average person like, like us here. You know how many things are going right right now in your life? I don't care. You may be broke. You may be breaking up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Your mother may be sick or your, your kid may be sick or whatever. Do you know how many things there are to be grateful for? Oh my God, it's endless. If you want to have a good exercise to support your immune system and longevity and good health, sit down and every morning or every night or every morning and every night, come up with 10 things that you're thankful for and grateful for. Every time you're thinking something, a negative thought, just train yourself to think something that you're grateful for. It's almost like an insult to be ungrateful. It's like a, a slap in the face of Nate in, in God's face. It's like slapping God's face or slapping nature's face or whatever for us to complain about anything. We have so much to be grateful for, even something as little as just seeing the visual field, which you don't have to do anything. Look at this. Look at this. Look at the colors. Look at this amazing psychedelic trip you're in. It, it just in being alive, right? Have you ever pondered that? Look at another person and see this other person is like this amazing like wax figure come to life it's like like the ultimate sculpture right just look at what we are there's so much amazingness that we can be grateful for and you want to pick an easy strategy that's cheap and inexpensive and that's longevity inducing and immune boosting and quality of life improving be grateful practice gratitude okay yeah i absolutely love that it's so true especially the grace before any kind of meal. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I, um, you know, you've shared quite a bit already as it is. And one of the questions we wanted to wrap up with, which I'm also open for Kaylin, if she wants to ask any other question. Um, but one of the questions I wanted to wrap up with, with was, uh, you know, you've said a lot, but what other, what would you say actionable steps that people can take uh, to what I would consider as the health matrix, which just in a brief description the health or, or physical matrix that I discuss is deals with, you know, big pharma deals with big medicine and deals with government run healthcare, things of that nature that are authoritarian as you, as you kind of uh, allude to, but uh, trying to tell us how to live, right. And tell us how to perceive health, uh, what to do in terms of how to be healthy and, and they define health for us. Right. Uh, and so that's the matrix that we live in, in terms of the health matrix. And so, yeah. In other ways, how do you break, how do you become a matrix breaker? Like the podcast is called, how do you become a matrix breaker in terms of your health and fitness and Listen wellness? To your body. Listen to your body. Your body's wise. Your body is in the moment. Your body is not in the future. Your body is not in the past. Most of our lives are spent in the future, which doesn't exist or the past, which is long gone. The body is in the now. So if you find yourself in thought, lost in thought, you're thinking about, you're worried about the future or you're regret, regretful about the past, think about your hands, think about your feet, focus on your body, focus on your heart, focus on your breath, focus on the physical form and you will not have time to think. In fact, you can't think and focus on the body at the same time. Try it. Try focusing on the body, try thinking. You can't do both at the same time. So if you're lost in thought, either in regret or in uh, regret in the past or worry in the future, return to the body. And the fastest way to return the body is to listen to it. And you can listen to a sound that it's making, such as the breath. And for thousands of years, that's what people do. They focus on their breath. But you can focus to any, any, sound, any of the sounds that your body's making, the sound of your pulse, the sound of your heartbeat, any kind of sound, in fact, any kind of sound, just focusing on sound. You can't focus on, you can't listen 
and think at the same time. And you can't focus on the body and think at the same time. There's no problems that exist now. All problems exist in the future or in the past. Right now is perfect, always. Right now you have everything you need, always. So return to the now and your body is a portal to the now. Your body is a doorway to the now. So anytime you feel yourself depressed or freaked out about the future, focus on the body, return to the body. There's no problems here because the body is in the now and there's no problems in the now. Kaylin, you have anything to add? Well, it's, it's hard to follow up after that. It's like the best advice I've ever been given. <laughs> um, but I just had a question for you pertaining to a friend of mine. She actually reached out before our phone call and just said, hey, my grandma, she's been in and out of the emergency room because she has dangerously low potassium levels. And then she's been going from hypothyroidism to hyperthyroidism. Um, she, I guess she's kind of interested in supplements. And she asked, you know, is there some sort of regimen that I would recommend? I was like, well, you know, I don't know as much, but I do have somebody I'm going to be talking to who knows a lot. By the time somebody is a grandmother, assuming she's 60s or 70s or maybe 80s, that's a lot of decades of messing up, the, messing things up. It's kind of like, you ever see a car that's like a, like a Ford Pinto from 1972 that's got, you know, plastic instead of windows and it's got wire that's holding the bumpers up and, you know, it's got all kinds of dents and right. What are you going to do? You're going to say, hey, I have to fix my car. It's smashed up. It's beat up. There's only so much you could do if it's smashed up and beat up, but you can start somewhere. And the first place you can start is by slowing things down, by relaxing the body. That's the first thing that you always want to do is slow things down and relax the body. As far as supplementing goes, uh, when you start to have electrolyte imbalances, that usually means that you got a kidney problem. If you got a kidney problem, it's very common. If you have kidney problems, that usually means that you have a blood sugar problem. So if you have a blood sugar problem, the solution to blood sugar problems is to reduce your intake of high calorie foods, especially sugars, and start eating more protein and fat. And then to use nutrients that help your body process sugar. So all our health challenges, and there's a lot of ways that the body can break down, are fundamentally, uh, uh, the foundation of, they're fundamentally under, uh, understood by three points of disease. I call it the triangle of disease. And you know what, you've heard it before, the digestive system, the blood sugar system, and the stress management system, which is the adrenal thyroid complex. Everything returns to those three points. How do you work on the digestive system? Eat less food. Focus on liquid foods. Eat, uh, uh, eat foods that support intestinal health, like uh, fermented foods and fiber. How do you focus on, the, on the, uh, the blood sugar system? Eat less food. Use nutrients that help the body process sugar. Go ketogenic. How do you focus on the stress management system? Relax, all the things we talked about earlier. Fastest way to go into relaxation mode is slow, deep, rhythmic breathing. Just those three points alone will make a huge difference. Working on those three points alone will make a huge difference. Now, at the point where this poor woman is at, her kidneys are probably not processing nutrients correctly. They're not pulling out sodium and the sodium potassium balance is thrown off. It's very difficult to work with it, work with her in the short run because anything you put in the system is going to throw it off and it's already out of kilter, out of balance. But she can locus the control again. The three points we she can work with eat less food, support intestinal health, make sure you focus on liquids, uh, liquid nutrients, uh, beyond tangy tangerine, smoothies, vegetable juices, et cetera. Work on the blood sugar system, go ketogenic, eat less food, use blood sugar supporting nutrients, and relax. That's always, that's always the, the first place to go. 
Now, she's got potassium problems, she's got sodium problems, she's probably got magnesium issues, calcium issues. It's so complicated at this point that to try to pick and choose each parameter and each, each uh, marker or metric, it's, gonna, it's, it's way too complicated. Simplify by eating less food, working the blood sugar system, and relaxing the body. And then use the basic nutrients like the Beyond Tangy Tangerine. Beyond Tangy Tangerine is a miracle. And you can really observe, one of the neat things about the human body is the more deficient we are, the faster the body absorbs nutrients. It's so cool. The more, the, the sicker we are, the faster the body heals itself once you put nutrients into the system. And you can really observe this if you see anybody who's frail or broken down, like an elderly person or in a nursing home or a dementia patient. If you give them Beyond Tangy Tangerine, you can see right in front of your eyes, almost like a plant blossoming. You ever, you ever see a plant that hasn't been watered for like a week, you went on vacation, you forgot to water your plant, and then you put water in the plant, and you can almost see it, like almost in front of your eyes, start to just blossom out as you're putting water in. That's what happens when you put Beyond Tangy Tangerine into somebody's body who hasn't had it. And the fact that it's liquid is so beautiful because it goes right to work. And so get, you know, anybody who's super frail or, or super out of balance or elderly who's been mucking up the works for a long period of time, get them on the Beyond Tangy Tangerine. Thank you. That's very helpful. Really appreciate that. All right, Kayla. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you, Ben. And I definitely want to invite you again to the podcast. And of course, Thank we can you. talk all the time. I want you to come um, on my show too, Matrix. Uh, I want you to come on my show too, <laughs> Matrix Breakers. I love that name, yeah. Matrix Breakers. It's great. It's great. It's so much fun. I've had a lot of fun with the podcast. And uh, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to coming back on your show. And Are you guys uh, this year's show together? Do you do this all the time together? No, this is just, I brought her on because she just okay. wants to ask great questions and, you know, wanted, I wanted I her to join in. And everything you guys said about me, by the way, everything you said about me, right back at you because it takes one to know one. And we only see in others what we have ourselves. So acknowledge yourself. I'm acknowledging you guys and you acknowledge yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Thank well, you. I will, uh, I'd love that. Uh, I, I'm going to end the recording now. And so... We'll go back into chit chat mode real quick. And I appreciate everyone who listened in. If you want to get in contact with Ben or you want to get in contact with me personally, you can reach out. We can talk about the supplements. Uh, we could talk about other health questions so we can bring back Ben. You know, if you guys have any more specific questions, we can get into all kinds of wonderful things. And then Ben, how do they find you, by the way? So I have my radio program, The Bright Side. You can get to that by my blog, pharmacistben.com. You can also go to brightsideben.com. And then I also have uh, criticalhealthnews.com. I got a lot of videos and, and news stories and such. And then also my truth skin health products are all available at truthtreatments.com. And everything I talk about with nutrition, I've applied to formulating skincare products, which is really one of my biggest passions is formulating skincare products. And there's just like there's a lot of BS about skin, about health in general, there's a lot of BS about skin and skincare. And in fact, the skincare business is a, hundred billion dollar multi-hundred billion dollar business and the and the reason it's a multi-hundred billion dollar business two or three hundred billion dollars around the world something like that is because nobody's satisfied with their skincare everybody's always looking for something else because it basically doesn't work so what i did with my truth treatments is i completely re-architected how skincare products are built from the ground up and created an entirely different way of treating the skin with topical means and that's what true skin health is all about it's a completely different way of addressing your skin. And that's why we have thousands of reviews, of four and five star reviews at Truth Reviewed with a D, truthreview.com. And all the products are available at truthtreatments with an S, truthtreatments.com.
Wow. Absolutely beautiful. Love it. And uh, you can find a bright side is also on Apple podcast as well. So anybody's welcome to just get it on Apple because a lot of people listening, they're on Apple right now. They're literally listening to the podcast on Apple. So they can switch on over, go to the bright side, type that in and Ben Fuchs will pop up. And then Kaylin, how do we reach you as well? I'd like to add your uh, stuff. Well, we'll be doing our presentation soon. I'm really excited about that. But um, my Instagram is just at Kaylin Barsad, K-A-Y-L-E-N dot B-A-R-S-T-A-D. That's it. Yeah, and uh, we're going to be announcing more stuff about on the presentation itself. It's going to be a webinar series, basically. So we're going to have to invite people to it. Uh, we're going to be really excited. It's going to be a lot of information and uh, it's going to be very powerful, I believe. So thank you all for tuning in. You guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.